Thank you for joining us on the Leading in the Light podcast, the place where vision, heart, and spirit connect to help you awaken your purpose, liberate your greatness, and stand more fully in your light. Now here's your host, transformational coach, author, speaker, and intuitive, Les Price. Have you ever wanted to open up a new level of being in connection to your heart? A level of mindfulness, flow and purpose that would allow you to create with ease and to really bring into your own being a sense of fulfilment every single day. Well, in this episode of the Leading in the Light podcast, I had the real opportunity of interviewing Judy Cater. For over 25 years, Judy has been an experienced facilitator in yoga, counselling, harmonic sound baths, energy healing and well-being. And over that time... She's helped many clients really find a deep connection to the inner levels of fulfillment and ease in their life. Through her business, The Relaxation Project, which really helps clients to align with their heart and open up to abundant flows of energy. So in this episode of the Leading in the Light podcast, I really talk to Judy to find out more about what it takes to help guide people to that calm and more peaceful space within that space within all of us, where we have a deeper connection to our intuition and flow, where we feel more at peace every single day, and where we really find the energy to do our highest heart work and make a bigger difference in this world. So let's get ready to join Judy and myself as we hop into this episode on how to align with mindfulness more fully to the heart. So look, Judy, welcome to the call today. I'm so excited to have you join me. I know I've known you for probably about two years now and the, the wonderful work that you do. And and you're joining us from a, a lovely part of the world. I think most people would be jealous. They'd probably want to hop up there and live. But you're up in Bondi. So how is Bondi, New South Wales? How's it been this morning? Oh, yes, I am speaking from Bondi. I can actually see the ocean and the beach from where I'm sitting. I'm lucky enough to see the ocean so it's like being at the beach but being at home at the same time and I did go down to Bondi Beach this morning had a swim you know played around like a dolphin in the water I find that's a really beautiful way to start the day so yeah we were all good in Bondi. Fantastic and I know that's like a little bit of a ritual isn't it to kind of visit the beach and have that morning for yourself so something you've been doing for a long time? A long time I found it really essential for my well-being to jump in the water. It's got sort of multiple benefits. I find it just washes any stress away. It puts me into my playful side. It's, it's just a, a cleanser or auric cleanser with nature. So, yeah, I've been doing it ever since I was a child and continue, yeah. luckily. And, you know, look, you know, when I first connected with you, I was quite impressed with some of the areas that you've been actually involved in for the last few years. And it would be interesting today to find out a little bit about your journey and what got you there. But I know, you know, you do a lot of mindfulness practice with your clients. There's counselling, there's yoga, there's many different gifts that have really come through probably over many years of exploring and working on yourself. But tell us what actually got you into this whole area in the first place? What was the Judy story? Well, I actually was quite stressed and that's 
been helpful in the long run because a lot of people come to me in a stressed state. So originally I was at university studying IT and in my last year I wasn't really very happy. I was stressed. I was pushing myself to finish and I went to the uni sort of well-being person and they suggested to try yoga. So I looked for a course and I found an evening yoga course for eight weeks just up the road from where I lived and I thought yeah I'm going to try that because I was really keen to find some balance and off I went I loved it from you could say the first breath the first class I felt such a shift in my mind my emotions connecting to my body it was such a relief that at the end of the eight weeks, I said to the teacher, where can I do more? (laughs) And lucky, once again, the school that she belonged to beyond the evening college where I met her was also just up the road. So I went there whilst I was finishing my degree. And that's how I first got into yoga. And then that opened up to meditation. And for meditation, The next step was counselling, first of all, to, you know, look after myself. And when I began to facilitate and teach, it was really important to come from a clear space and not get enmeshed with other people's stories. So counselling was really helpful to hold the space. And, yeah, and then I loved, I do love people and speaking to people. So And so it's great that you're joining us here today, speaking to people. But I just want to pick up on something because you just reminded me it took me probably about 25 years of my life to find yoga. And I I remember the first time I actually went to a class and it was almost like I reconnected with something I had done before. And I remember somebody telling me, I I think you've been a yogi in a past life and I, I couldn't quite connect with it. But what I did know, as soon as I went into the practice and as soon I started to embrace it, and even coming from like an Anglo Indian background, you know, you think I would have had this from birth. It was almost such a revelation to me and I just found it was it was a deeper connection to my heart and soul. And So I don't know, did you find that? Did you find that was something deeper that came from it? Did you feel that yoga and this connection to the practice was always part of your being? Well, I think why it lit me up initially was the breath because as most people know, when you're stressed, your breathing is not at its best. So yoga helped me with my breath. And through that, I felt a connection to myself. So breath was the bridge to then feeling this opening to a deeper place as well. From the beginning, when the teachers taught their language of stretch yourself further, like I was hearing multiple levels of their message, not Mm. just what to apply it to my physical body, but to apply it to my psyche and to my attitude. And That's where it really lit me up and did, as you mentioned, what happened to you, open up that deeper connection to my soul and myself. And and that's why it was just so natural to keep going back. And I love it actually, you know, when I watch your energy because I'm watching you on video at the moment and it's interesting when we connect with those parts of us, I can actually see you lighting up. And I think that, you know, as human beings, we've kind of been missing that. I mean, in a world of busyness, we've got so many things going on and to see a human being that is lit up from within, 
whether that comes from the breath or from yoga or from a practice of some sort, it's a wonderful thing. And I know we're going to get into a little bit of that and connect in because our, our message today is about connecting with a, like a mindful path to aligning with the heart. Before we get into that, I'd like to find out a little bit more because I know you've created this business and this kind of place called the Relaxation Project. And I'd love to find out a bit more about that. I mean, what got you connected to that and and what's been the kind of motivation behind that business and that project for you? From the initial spark of doing yoga because I was stressed, relaxation can't counterbalance of stress. And I felt it was essential for me to find a regular daily practice to assist me to be more relaxed and less stressed. I grew up in a part of Sydney that was that is busy, Bondi, and my culture was quite sort of encouraging to achieve. And whilst that's been fabulous, and I'm really glad that I have had that encouragement, I found the the switch off or the looking within wasn't there. And so I could see a lot of my family and other role models being busy and always and being successful, but always looking at what can they do next and achieve on the outside. And I saw that, what about relaxation? What about joy and stopping a bit more? And because of my personal experience, those two things together helped me found Relaxation Project. And it's an interesting thing, isn't it, too, that you know, we've kind of lost a bit of that connection. You mentioned finding that place back to joy, to that place within ourselves, and, you know, there's so much that's happening in our world at the moment that takes us away from that, that we now have to create space where it should be something that's quite natural within that. From the aspect of then, you know, having worked with different clients over the years, if you were to name, you know, what are the key issues that you feel keep people separate from that space that are stopping people from connecting more deeply with that part of their being? Well, the world full of lots of wonderful things. And so we're seeking on the outside a lot and we haven't been encouraged maybe a bit more lately but when I grew up like we weren't encouraged to look within and to spend like deeper time with ourselves and all aspects of ourselves the uncomfortable parts of ourselves especially it was never encouraged to be with that the other things I feel are you know time with time short technology the traffic I've got these TT, time, technology and traffic and anxiety. Most people have anxiety because we want to do more or we want to have more. And I felt that that is what creates a lot of ongoing stress. So the relaxation was there to counterbalance that. So Judy, I know I invited you here today because when I spoke to you on the weekend, I feel there was something there, a kind of a message or something you wanted to share and I could really feel it bubbling within you and then when you connected with it, the whole message seemed to be about aligning with the heart and in fact you gave me quite a list of different things that you do and practices and what I'd love you to do is maybe just share a little bit about for our listeners, why is that important, you know, this aligning with the heart, what is it and why is it important? I find aligning with the heart energizes us. That's why it's one of my favorite things to do, to start tuning into my body and listen to, you know, what lifts my energy as opposed to what may deplete it or I get more in a contracted state. So aligning with the heart, which is 
listening to myself, what is really true for me, even if it might not seem like the most logical thing or it may not be what someone else might be pleased with. It does take practice to quieten down and and listen to what is truly true for me. I think we're all as human beings. We're here to live our path and find our way forward, but we're not really taught as human beings when we grow up through schools or other institutions how to listen to the voice of our body, our soul, our, our heart. I know one of the courses I did a couple of years ago was tuning in and actually talking to the organs of the body and they would talk back. And I just found that amazing because, you know, the organs, the body, the heart has such wisdom and depth within it that when it unfolds, it can be quite profound and actually make big changes in our life. So, you know, when we talk about aligning with the heart, I know one of the things you just mentioned earlier was that often for people, and maybe you found this with your clients, I know I found it with myself and my clients, is that it can be uncomfortable to sit with some of those uncomfortable parts of ourselves. And yet they're the ones that want to talk. They're the ones that are there to kind of highlight to us that we need to do something differently or we need to change. Have you had any experiences like that or have you experienced that with your clients? What would you suggest might be a way through that or forward with that? Yeah, well, you're right. It is difficult for people to be with the uncomfortable parts of themselves. But ironically, if we can do it, you know, like it actually helps alleviate the anxiety that people are feeling. So I look at it as befriending ourselves. We'd have the time to sit with somebody else if they needed us or if a dog or an animal came to us distressed, we would know how to soothe them. So I sort of like to encourage people to view it like that. They're sitting with parts of themselves and how they can befriend these parts that may feel uncomfortable, breathe into them, welcome them to be there and not forever. You don't have to be with that like for an hour in a row it might just be a few breaths or build it to longer so that's how I how I found it there when I think back about this I think back to my grandparents generation even my parents generation and you know when these sort of emotions or feelings came up they were just basically told to you know suck it in baby and you know and hold it in and they carried it around and they put on these masks and other things and I think the consciousness of humanity has shifted it's such a better place that more and more people are more open to seeking help or to sitting and experiencing those emotions and I do call it doing the shadow work you know sitting with that part of you because it is all about self-healing and bringing the best parts of ourselves, and even the uncomfortable parts and owning that and bringing it into the light. So wonderful work mm. that you do. You know, when we kind of consider this, I know one of the things that you mentioned is a bit of a practice for you. You called it welcoming the divine presence every day. Can you share a little bit about what that is for you and what you actually embody in that kind of practice? Sure. Well, the main place that I find the divine is in nature. I guess it's purer, you know, it doesn't have the the human qualities of the ego. So my way of welcoming the divine presence is I see the sunrise most mornings. I go to the beach where all the elements are there, the water, the air, the earth, fire and the sun. And I find that connecting with the divine, welcoming the divine uplifts me and it, it makes it such a huge difference to my day. I think Somewhere early in life, I found everyday life just a little bit mundane for me. And so it excites me to connect with the divine in this way. And then even throughout the day to hear a bird or to look at a tree 
as I'm engaged in my day and invite the divine to be there all the time. It, that's what really excites me. And yeah, nature is so expansive. And I think the way you, you said that nature is beyond ego. There is no ego. It's like I often say to people, you go into a field of sunflowers, they're not trying to compete with each other. They're not fearful of being good enough or more than enough or not enough. They simply just do what they're there to do. And so this connection with nature, and I know you're very connected. I know you're doing retreats and other things and you love getting away. What is it that you feel that you get from nature and how do you connect with nature when you're out there to absorb more of this and to bring the heart into alignment? So I connect more deeply to nature through the five senses. Just last weekend, I was away for a couple of days and I did a meditation outside. So my eyes were open. I was walking and I first started using my ears to listen to what I could hear, all sounds, and that brought me to be more present with the divine. Then I moved towards what can I feel? Was it the wind? Was it the sun? What can I see, which was absolutely beautiful, and the fine details of all the types of greens even. And then what I could feel also was the earth and the ground, taste, and then that's what I did. So that's a really common way to just use my five senses of my body. And then once I've done that, I feel like I open up the sixth sense, intuition. So Judy, you know, for people who are kind of listening in today and, and wondering, you know, how can I connect more deeply and align more fully with my own heart, what would be one or two simple practices that as human beings, you know, living this experience that we can begin to connect more deeply? I know we've talked about nature, but are there one or two other simple practices that maybe people could embody or start to begin to open up to create more of that connection? Yes, I think um, we can... I would encourage people to find when they are reaching outwards, whether it's looking on their phone or talking, over-talking. I think we over-talk. And to notice those times and come back to being quiet, using our quietness to then move inside, focus on ourselves and internally, and to just listen. And it'll take practice over time they'll hear what is the next truth for them to follow. And it could be simple, go and get a glass of water, or it could be something more deeper. So I would say just to invite more quietness and silence into their lives by noticing how much they move towards social media or talking and so balance it out by doing some of that less and being with themselves and in silence more. So that would be one thing. Another thing would be the breath. Our breath is with us everywhere, especially the end of the exhalation. There's that beautiful space of stillness and that is a place where you return to yourself at the end of every breath. That's a little bit of time for yourself. Instead of habitually saying there's not enough time, we don't have enough time, we can find time at the end of every exhalation, that moment of stillness to be with ourselves. So I would encourage that as well. 
It reminds me of a story I've, I've been reading recently, a, a book by Jay Shetty, who at a very young age, he entered into a monastery, a Buddhist uh, monastery. And in that monastery and also in the Indian Vedic traditions, he came across a young child who was also another monk and he asked them, what is it that, that you learn in school? And the, the little young monk, you know, said, well, the very first thing we learn to do is breathe. And, uh, and Jay was quite amused by that because in Western schools, the first thing we learn is usually multiplication or the ABC. <laughs> and uh, the young monk said, yes, uh, when Jay asked him, you know, why is that? He said, well, the breath is the only thing that will be with you from the moment you're born till the time you die. So don't you think it'd be worth learning how to use it and learning how to use it wisely? And so I found that quite a funny story because from a young monk, it's like they're just born that way to understand the power of the breath. And I know two years ago when I was in India and I had to go to Rishikesh, birthplace of yoga, and I went and had a private lesson with one of the teachers there. And I tell you, it was one of the hardest yoga lessons I'd ever been through. And all we did, he got me to do, was to breathe through some very, very basic pranayama as well as some basic asanas. And yet compared to the yoga I was doing back here, and all we did was focus on the breath and yet it was the hardest thing. So what do you do? I mean, how do you bring that awareness? Because it's about aligning with the heart, but how do you bring that for yourself there? I know you mentioned there's that little space in between that we come back into rest, but is there anything else that you do in your own practice? To align to my heart, come back to listening. I'm very good at tuning into other people and knowing what they need. So to do that for myself, so to align and listen to myself, come back to me, that's what I do again and again as my practice. And then from that place, it's healthier to connect with other people in the world. So Jude, with all the people I talk to, I know that as human beings, we've kind of been placed here for a purpose and a reason. But when you kind of reflect back on, let's say, your life and the work that you've done and the work you continue to do with your clients, what do you feel personally is the purpose of the work that you do and or the message that's behind it that you feel is here to share? Do you feel there's a connection there within your own heart of something that has been wanting to be shared for quite a while? Yeah, I think it's, you know, really learning to love and be kind to ourselves. And to, first of all, break down our own defences and barriers within ourselves. So then we can be in relationship with others in the world in a more peaceful way. I guess my family of origin, their experience was they were differentiated and there were a lot of barriers between them and their surrounding environment. So I think that really fuels me to break down the barriers between people and the place we have to start is with ourselves. So that's what I feel like I'm here to do. Wonderful work because really, you know, for a lot of us, it's that work we do on the inner world that needs to be created first to make that difference in the outer world. So wonderful. And look, my final question, I ask most people this, you know, I love to hear the story behind it. If you could reflect back, back on your own experience in your own life and everything that you've learned, and if you were able to give some advice to somebody who was just setting out in life about living the best life that they could, would be your key advice to them starting out? To enjoy the joy and fun, to balance out the seriousness of life and to to really value every moment of their life on earth. A big thing, but 
what are little ways that you can begin to do that, to value your life on earth. And that is just, again, to relax. And relaxation is actually a huge achievement. If you ask people to really relax and do less, it's quite hard. So to bring that into their life and throughout their life, joy and relaxation. Wonderful. And just in closing, as you were mentioning that, it kind of reminded me when my ex-partner two years ago, she passed away. But prior to that, while she was not well, and she was a very spiritual soul, I'd often see her while she was going through a health crisis watching, you know, the Bucket List movie. And while it's a movie that most people think with Morgan Freeman and Jack Nicholson is about death, when Morgan Freeman was asked about it, he actually said, no, this, this whole movie was about living fully. And there's one scene where the two of them are on the top of the pyramids and Morgan Freeman is quoting what the ancient Egyptians used to say as people would move into heaven or to the afterlife and they would ask them the question, did your life bring joy to others and did you find joy yourself? And they're powerful questions because we forget about that and we focus so much sometimes on the material and everything else and yet we're Mm. here for a short time. I suppose, like you said, if we can find relaxation and joy is part of this human experience, I feel that we're all being called to. And it's interesting that there's people like you out there in the world who are there to remind people, to reflect back to them and to share with them the beauty of actually being able to stop, to go within and to really connect to a deeper place. So thank you for your work out there because it is, I have to acknowledge you because I'm getting guided to do that because you are on the right path doing the perfect work. So look, thank you for being here today. It's been wonderful to connect with you and to share and just hear a little bit about your story. But if people, Judy, want to connect with you, I mean, what's the best way to do that? Well, I've got a website and it's relaxationproject.com. I'm really happy for people to call me on my mobile number, which is listed on the website because I still love the old place and I've got time for people. Um, So people can call me or they can, if it's easier for them, text or email. Great. And what I'll get you to do, Judy, I might get you just to repeat that because the, the audio for you dropped out. So just repeat that a bit about how people can find you again. Well, people can find me um, via my website, relaxationproject.com, and there will be my phone number, my mobile phone number and my email address. And I'm really happy for people to call me on the mobile. I've got time to speak to people. I believe that's really important these days because that's something that time and having time for people is a little short change these days so I'm always happy to speak to people on the phone even if it's a short chat and we can always explore more time together. Excellent. Well, Judy, look, thank you once again for joining us here today. It's been wonderful to have you join me and to hear more about some of the great work you do and especially this whole area of mindfulness and aligning with the heart. So thank you once again. Thank you so much, Liz. You've been listening to the Leading in the Light podcast with Les Price. For more information about Les and to receive your free 21-day Unleash Your Inner Brilliance online program, make sure to visit www.lesprice.com or join the global community at www.thegreatnessconnection.com.